Hey, hey, everybody, it's uh, Scoots here, and I'm always, you know, I'm always looking for something lulling and soothing, but a little bit different or original to do to put you to sleep. And I know unboxing videos have been a big thing, you know, since uh, since a long time. You know, everybody, and it can be interesting, or you go to, you go online to watch reviews and stuff. And so I thought we'd do an, un- like, this is an unboxing, like a lulling unboxing. It's not going to be technology, though. But this will be an actual, uh, I guess it won't be a live unboxing. As I'm recording it, I, like, I, I'll be here actually unboxing this uh, for real. So, and, and I think it's very, it's not, you know, I just didn't pick something like, okay, we're going to unbox a, a bag of sponges uh because, well, that wouldn't take an hour either. It's, okay, it's open. Uh, but actually, to speaking of sponges, this one came from my brother Carl. Uh, he's already off topic, uh, tra- tra- straight into Trader Joe's. But it was my brother Carl. He said uh, that Trader Joe's has these sponges. I think he told me this like five, six years ago. And he doesn't even normally shop at a, like a, like Trader Joe's, I don't think. But... Uh, he was like, you got to get these Trader Joe's natural sponges. And my brother Ken, like, he started buying them, so he told me about them. And that's all, like, that's, like you don't unbox them, you unbag them. And they're, like, uh, shriveled, like, they're the dried sponges. Then you get them wet, and they go to full size. They're not inexpensive, but they are so well made. Like, the sponge never comes apart, and, and then, you know, you just get rid of it when it's, uh, Whenever, whenever it's past its prime, I don't know. That's kind of hurtful for a sponge to hear. I was gonna say this, when it starts to stink, and then you spray it with, uh, or when it's covered in like where you say, well, you're just too, you're too. I guess it's kind of like meat. You're too covered in grease stains and and stuff. Uh, then the sponge goes away. Uh, sorry, sponge. Any sponges that are listening, I apologize. Uh, sorry about that. How did this, uh, in the world of sponges, this just became a podcast to keep you up, uh, podcast to keep sponges, but they do a great job, those sponges. I think they're, I think it's $11 for like a pack of eight or $8 for a pack of 11, uh, sleep with me. The podcast about the sponges and sponge, you know, sponge, I can't, we can't talk about it too much cause it'll go off the rails. So this is a this is a first on sleep with me maybe I don't if we've done so many episodes, but I don't think I've ever done an unboxing, and of course I know some of you are sitting on the edge of your hopefully none of you are sitting on the edge of your bed maybe on the edge of your pillow, saying scoots what are we going to unbox and well I say don't worry like it'll, I'm going to take forever to get there, we got a story about it of course. Uh, and you, you know, it'll maybe I don't know. It'll probably be the title. I don't know what the title of the episode's going to be, but you'll find out. It's nothing too exciting, but it is just interesting enough to take your mind off stuff, of course. So let's see. Let's talk about routines, I guess, first, because uh, I don't know if I've talked about this routine that I've tried to develop, and I can already feel my insides getting a little tight. And we've talked about this on the show, the C word, C-L-U-T-T-E-R. And, you know, a little bit of the chaos involved. And then I tend to have some of that in my life. And I found what really is effective for me is setting a timer. And But I have to do it every night of saying, okay, let's just work on this, uh, for like filing stuff 
or working on a cabinet for five minutes, and then maybe if we can go longer. And I wish that wasn't the case, but it just is for me. And, like, I have noticed that that's powerful if you keep it up. Uh, but then what, what? this is just being honest. My default is that then one night I'll be like, I can't possibly handle five minutes of organization stuff. Please give me a break. And then that turns into, like, six months. Uh, and I think it is one of those self-perpetuating things. Like, I think the part of me that's saying that is really up to no good. And it's just got to be like, okay, we'll just do it for five minutes, and you could handle it for five minutes, just like we do with a little kid if you're reparenting yourself or whatever, like I'm trying to do. And say, just we'll just do it for five minutes, and when the timer goes off, we don't have to do it anymore. There even is a logical thing. It's based on, uh, like, fake numbers. But I always say, like, well, five minutes is like 10,000 more minutes uh, or 10,000% more than zero. And I guess that little kid part of me says, like, it can make my kid feel good. Oh, wow, really? That much more than zero? And, you know, because I think just, I I don't know, I don't want to dig too deep into it because I'm not super cluttered. But I just have, I mean, with the podcast, there's a lot of stuff inbound and then I'm producing a lot of notes and it's tough to keep all that organized. And I don't really have any spare time, like the five minutes after I watch Star Wars before I go to bed or Star Trek, excuse me, Star Trek. And, but that works if I do it consistently. So I was doing it in, uh, like, even if I want to procrastinate, I say, we'll just do something for five minutes then. Because they say, well, I don't know, like, something about um, filing, like, it gives me, like, just really stressful. Like, I don't know if it's the bills or whatever. So then the other night, I said, I can't handle that. And I said, well, let's just do something else for five minutes then. Like, so organize this little cabinet here. And then I got a look in the first cabinet. I said, well, how about we just shove stuff in here for five minutes? Because I don't know if I could handle... Uh, look in. They said, well, let's just try another cabinet then. And I said, okay. So we went on to this next cabinet. And I said, let's just pick some stuff out that we could throw. Like, uh, and in the cabinet was uh, like some uh, like uh, DVDs, like a big organizer, one of those uh, ones that zips up of DVDs that's never been like, uh, I don't know when I stopped watching. I don't have a way to watch DVDs. Maybe you could do that on the Xbox, but uh, I don't really watch DVDs. They still have uh, the organizer of them. And and, and then that one's a tough say, well, what do I do with these DVDs? Because a lot of them were uh, backups or stuff. So, but then I started digging around and there's like a computer that I'm trying, like it's a little bit underpowered, but I'm saving it for some, you know, some, some project one, one day. So there's that. And I started rifling around in there, and I was literally, I said, okay, let's just pick a couple of things we can recycle, a couple of things we could throw out, and a couple of things we could put up, you know, put in order here. And this is when I found this box, and what was the box is, it was a Christmas gift to me, and it was part of a Christmas gift. It was part of the, uh, well, I guess maybe there, there's there's a box within a box, so more answers may come, but it was part of a Goonies boxed set someone gave me for Christmas one time. And I think it was the Goonies 20th anniversary edition, so it would have been 2002 maybe? I don't know, no, no, Goonies didn't come out in 82. 
maybe 2006, 86, I think it probably came out, or 85. I don't know. Um, but like, so it was a box set and the box set wasn't in there. So we're not going to open the box set. Uh, but we, what we are going to open is within the box set was this uh, Goonies board game. And I'm holding the box within a box now. And it says the Goonies for two to four players. And the box is made to, I guess, look like, it doesn't look like a treasure box quite. It looks like a picture frame box or something. But so it's got like a little fake metal corners and then like wood. And then in the square within the wood, if it was a picture frame, it says the Goonies and it's uh, the, in little letters, and then Goonies in that Goonies font with the uh, I dotted by, um, you know, friend of one-eyed Willie's. And it says for two to four players. And then there's a map, uh, like a treasure map. And then its treasure map is torn. And through we're seeing through the treasure map, uh, the sky, the setting sun, a ship with its sails unfurled, and then a rock, and then these kids looking at the ship and pointing at it. Now, it's a drawing. Uh, it's clearly a stylized... Uh, so it's not a shot from the movie. And I guess if you saw this, you'd think Brant was the main character. Brad, Brant, Brad, Brant, Brant. Like, I always get his name mixed up because he's standing and pointing. He's got his headband on. He's holding a staff like he was an elvish, uh, like, wizard or something. Next to him may be Andy, but it, she looks so very small and too young. Uh, then on his knees on the ground, I believe, is Chunk. Lawrence, right? Lawrence is his real name. Uh, then down the rocks in front of Brant, it looks like uh, Martha Plimpton's character, who, of course, I don't know. Like, uh, and then two other characters on either side of Martha Plimpton, one assuming mouth and one assuming data. Oh, you know what, though? Huh. I'm getting mixed up because then at the bottom is someone who I would assume is Mikey, but uh, he's got like a ribbon flowing off his outfit. Uh, I don't know what that is. It l looks very D&D. &D. So that could be Martha Plimpton because didn't she have a sweater on with uh, uh, like a b attached belt? Uh, and then the person I thought was Martha Stewart or Martha Plimpton could be Data with his hair slicked back. It looked like maybe something, I thought it was hair, but maybe something sticking out of his backpack. So they're all standing on a rock pointing at one-eyed Willie Shipper looking at it. Like kind of something out of like an adventure, the front page of an adventure book. And then there's like a Goonies-style crest, a circle with a, a circular uh, writing that says, based on the blockbuster adventure movie. Then there's like a one-eyed Willie's friend with a Goonies, like a hat with a Goonies bandana on it. Oh, no, that is one-eyed Willie. Uh, then the left and the right side of the box say uh, Goonies board game. And then they have the WB thing. And then uh, uh, the box is open. Uh, but within the box is like a sealed plastic container 
And on the bottom, it says, uh, like, it's like a label. It says warning. It says uh, conforms to safety stuff. Age is 14 and plus. Uh, so just in case you were planning on playing this uh, with your kids, you can't. It's ages 14 and up. So PG, this game's PG-14. And it says Goonies trademark Warner Brother Entertainment. Uh, then on the other side, it says the Goonies 20, 25th anniversary uh, board game. So that would have been maybe 2011 then, or 20, like uh, uh, the Goonies 25th anniversary collection board game. And on top of the cover is like an even cooler map. Which uh, is let me get to let me get some more light on here, and and we'll get into some more details. All right, so I did some plastic removing so I get a better view. But so the, like uh, this is like uh, there's a map, and and it says the Goonies 25th anniversary board game. I think I said that. Then there's a silhouette, and then of course the the largest figure in the silhouette is a sloth. And Sloth seems to be holding the hands of two children. One, I would assume, is Chunk, uh, just because of his body type. And then the other one, I guess it's Andy because she's wearing a skirt, and uh, but her hair seems shorter. Then to the right of Andy is Brant, or Brant, Brant, with his hands in his pockets. Uh, then holding Chunk's hand is someone I could only assume is Mouth, and then Mouth is holding Martha Plimpton's hand, presumably, and then Martha Plimpton is holding Mikey's hand, and then Data is running to join them, like, because, uh, yeah, because Data's like a raincoat with a cape or whatever is behind, like, flowing behind him. Uh, but the background's very interesting. There's a giant G... Looks like some sort of doubloon, doubloon. Uh, then there's like uh, some th- things you'd see on a map, like uh, sea sea creatures. Uh, then there's like an old uh, Spanish doubloon or whatever. It says P O S V D E eighty five. Like maybe one of the things they use for wayfinding. Then there's a map, and I think is there's the squid that only appeared in like on YouTube cuts of the movie. There's some clams, uh, a little bit of an island or something, and then this is also the instructions. Now, of course, I want to dig into the game before we go through the instructions, but let's just like do a little bit. Uh, it's for two to four players. The Goonies game, trademarked by the way, Goonies. And so I don't know if I can, does that mean I can't use it in the title of the podcast? Probably not. Maybe if I put it in quotes. Uh, But the objective is to be the first player to escape One-Eyed Willie's cave uh, with at least three gold doubloons. Double-oons. Double-oons, if I'm doing it phonetically. And then the contents, maybe I shouldn't tell you the contents because that'll be more fun. So I'm going to open up. So that's the instructions, which maybe we'll have time to get to. Maybe we won't. I mean, I much prefer digging into the, uh, what do you call this? The uh, ephemera of the game or the, the physical stuff. Okay. So digging in, I'm going to have to pause it, but there seems to be a game board actually. And it's hard. I was thinking... The whole time I never opened this because I was like, oh, wow, I don't like board games without a board. 
This seems to be a well-folded board, and it's in plastic, so open that. Uh, then there's also a deck of cards, uh, game cards. Uh, then there's some bases, like I think for the characters to stand on, like if they're cardboard, there's a green base, a blue base. A yellow base, a orange base, and a red base. Uh, you know, just for like to represent characters. I think they're going to stand on these bases. Okay, yeah. And then there's uh, holy cow. Uh, we're going to have to dig into this one. But yeah, then there's characters, but they're headshots of the characters. And I'm not trying to be funny. I have no idea. The top character looks like uh, Hermione. Um, it like uh, um, Emma Emma Watson. Is that who plays Hermione? Uh, and then it's in a package. And then the other side is clearly Corey Feldman. Very, I mean, obviously he was young, but holy cow. He definitely, like, is, he, he's got, a like, a winning smile on there. And then there's another a little package of uh, paper coins. I could assume these are the doubloons. So what I'll do is I'll open up the board and the cards and the characters, and I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm back here, and I've opened, I haven't looked at the game board, because I don't want to do that without you. I would not do that to you, you know. And I'm just realizing that there's probably some people that are, um, like, like, young, young, like, younger people or older people that might not know what Goonies is, uh, so Goonies was a movie in the 1980s. I think it's pretty, uh, ingrained into our cultural lexicon, uh, but it was an adventure movie, like a, like very similar uh, to Stranger Things, but a little bit more uh, aimed at children than adults. Uh, but the same sense of young people on an adventure where there are stakes, and uh, so so yeah, you really and it was just had a huge impact on me. Um, so it might be worth checking out. I, like, uh, but so I, I'm gonna go through. These are the character pieces. And again, the first one I see, I assume maybe it isn't Andy. Maybe we'll come back, or maybe she didn't want to have her picture taken, or maybe the Andy in my mind is just different than the Andy character. But it does look a lot like Emma Watson. Um, so that's the first character. Then you have uh, Mouth. I think that's his name. Uh, played by Corey Feldman, which I shouldn't have said because I'm not going to know all the characters, everybody who played everybody. I probably will. That'd be the, then we have Mikey. And Mikey's headshot is definitely a shot from the movie. I'm not sure the other two headshots. He's looking behind him. His head is, like, wet. And he's, like, reacting, like, in a little bit of amazement to something. And, it, yeah, so... Then we have Data, who also his headshot looks like like it's from the movie. I forget how young these characters were, because he's kind of looking at something. And then we have Chunk, uh, who's also looking like he's smiling and saying something. I think he's saying, hey, guy, hey you guys. Or, hey, he's got a big smile. So I'll be a little bit honest. It's not exactly... It's an interesting choice, so we'll see with the gameplay that you can't be Brant or Martha Plimpton's character, whose name, you know, whose character name I don't know. 
Um, but I just think that's uh, strange, like a little bit, that, uh, the, that uh, those two characters were left out. I don't know. I mean, really, it's, it, I don't know, like, but it, I mean, who am I to judge? I, like, I can't, you know, I'm, I've had this game sitting in a drawer somewhere for uh, years. And then the uh, next thing to look at is these doubloons, doubloon, doubloons, I guess. And most of them are gold doubloons. So I don't know if we'll need to shuffle them. And on one side, is they're pretty small. Like, they're about the size of my thumbnail. Everything is trademarked, by the way. So don't think about uh, using this. And then on the other side is an image of one-eyed Willie. And uh, there's, uh, yeah, we should count them. You're right, Scoots. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's ten in my hand, and there's also some in the box. So, like, how'd you fall asleep? Well, I was counting doubloons. Scoot was counting doubloons. He was trying to say doubloons, doubloons from... Uh, then he was counting them from the Goonies board. There's a Goonies board game. Well, it's only included in the 25th anniversary edition. And 99% of people are like, Scoots, they, they didn't even bother opening the game. There's also three doubloons that are um, different. So I don't know. And they say on one side, they say go back. And then on the other side is like one of, like these are black instead of gold. And then on the other side is an image of someone like One-Eyed Willie, but not One-Eyed Willie. They have two, you know, maybe Chester Copperpot. I'm not positive though, because they're not wearing, it's just a headshot. And then we have the cards and the cards that say the Goonies 25th anniversary collector edition in the back. And then they have, uh, like a map theme, and then on the top left side of the card, there's the balloons. Like it looks like actually a picture of them. And then on the lower right side, it's like a map type image of a sailing ship. Presumably, you can't even name the you know one-eyed Willie's ship. I don't know what it was called, but of course we'll count the cards. Uh, I don't know. I, let, let me see if I can do it quietly. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen goonies, fifteen goonies, sixteen goonies. Scared me losing my breath. Seventeen goonies, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. 21 Goonies sitting in a tree, 22 Goonies sitting with me, 25 Goonies kissing a bee, 25 Goonies. Oh, I messed up my count. I'm not kidding either. I'm going to try to get back to 25 as fast as I can. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. All right, let's just focus on counting these other ones, Scoots. 26, 27, 28 Goonies, 29 Goonies, 30 Goonies on cards, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. I think we're going to have 52, 46, 47, 
48, 49, 54 uh, Goonies cards. Uh, now let's take a look at some of these cards, you know. Let's, let's have some fun. The first one I see is a zero, and it's silver. So I don't know if there's like a Uno aspect to this because it has a zero, the number zero, and it's silver. And it also says force one player to give one of their gold doubloons to another player. Uh, then the next card is, a, card is a red four. And there's a lot of good artwork. So uh, it's a four, F-O-U-R. Then it has four in Roman numerals. But the four also, the font looks like a candied. Um, uh, it's a gem, a red gem color um, in a font that you'd associate with the Goonies. And then behind it is, what is that, a Jolly Roger, like a, a map, but it has an image of the Jolly Roger behind it. Uh, so that's a, a card with a four on it. Uh, then we have a zero card again. I guess these are ones move the player in the lead back six places. And in the background of the zero cards is a ship, uh, like a drawing of a ship on a map. Uh, then we have a two, a red two card, very similar to the red four. Then we have a zero card. Play this card at any time, even if it's not your turn, to cancel the effects of another special movement card, then draw a card. So this would be good if they try to take your doubloon or make you move back. So that's another silver zero. Okay, this increases my speculation that this is an Uno-like game because this is a green four card we're seeing now. Uh, now a yellow or gold six uh, card. And then a green three, uh, then a yellow three. Ooh, beautiful. Then there's a five, and it's a uh, beautiful aquamarine color. Really like that one. Uh, then a gold two, or a, no, no, yellow two. You're right, you're right, brain. Then an aquamarine three, a red three, a zero, put any player into lockup, uh, green six. So I think the highest number is six, uh, a zero. If you're in lockup, play this card to free yourself and move your piece to the space in front of the player that is in the lead. Now that is a powerful card. Like one where you could almost wait. So here's a strategic maneuver of a game I've never played. If you have this card, get put in lockup right close to the end of the game and you'll win. If you have the doubloons, uh, green three, yellow four, green two, yellow three. Is this, is this like, is this what unboxing videos are like? Well, except without this part, Scoots. Uh, Aquamarine four, also it's in a video, but, uh. Uh, Ruby Red 5, you're right. Give me more D Aquamarini 2, Ruby Red 3, a 0, Silver 0. Snap a swap any two players' positions on the board. Uh, Ruby Red 2, a 0. Move forward to the closest white crystal space. Bump any player you pass as if you landed on them. Oh, so this is a mystery. Like, so if you two players can't share the space, same space in this game, what do we say? We can't say ruby green. Uh, uh, green, jello, four. 
Jello Jiggler Green, four. Green Jello Jiggler, four. Goldenrod, five. Uh, Jello Green Jiggler, two. Goldenrod, three. Aquamarini, four. Uh, Ruby Red, six. Aquamarini, three. Ruby Red, three. A zero swap places with any other player's piece, including lockup. Oh, wow. So if you have this, you could swap places, go to lockup, and then if you have the other card, then you could get into the lead. But if you had this, you could just switch places with the person in the lead, which actually would work good because then if you have the lockup card, someone might try to lock you up because you're in the lead. Uh, Jello Green Jiggler 5. Uh, zero, flip over the top two cards of the move deck and move that many spaces. Uh, do not add any bonus movements for matching colors. Oh, so maybe it's not like Uno. These numbers are how often we will move. Three, Jello Jiggler Green, three, Goldenrod, four, Aquamarine, six, uh, Goldenrod, two, Aquamarine, three. Ruby Red, four, and finally an Aquamarine, two. Uh, Did I mention they're in uh, in Roman numerals, but like they look like dog bones, uh, the Roman numerals for two. So that's the cards uh, for the game. Next we'll go on to the board, and I guess then we'll learn the rules here. Um, cause, uh, the board is kind of simple. So this does not exactly inspire, uh, I mean, no offense. I love Goonies, but the board does not exactly inspire excitement. I guess cause I'm like, uh, I have trouble with focusing. I like a board with a lot going on and not to steal the conversation, but I think maybe I've talked about it. It's the greatest board game I've ever played as a child. We got at a garage sale. And it was a vertical board game. This was, I mean, you're talking 1982 maybe, So, and it was used at a garage sale. And it was a vertical board game, meaning instead of the board being flat, it like had a holder and it went upwards, and it was a mountain. And the characters were mountain climbers, and there was little holes on the board, and you would put their pick in the hole, and they would slowly try to make their way up different ways up the mountain. And of course it was from a garage sale, you know, we didn't, we had to, you know, improvise some things, but there was like, you know, different things you could set off and it would affect players below you. So like a landslide, boulders, you know, she like rams. And it was a great game. It was really like the greatest board game I've ever played. And they still, uh, you could go to garage sales looking for this game um, maybe it would just be, you know, just for, for nostalgia purposes. I don't know if it was that good or I was just like, because I was, it was so unique as a kid. So that also makes it tough to stack up against, you know, if, uh, for, for games, because I say, I see this board. So here's the board. It is, um, it's a mostly square board. I can't say that with a hundred percent certainty that it's a square and all it looks like is a path. There's a start and then there's an escape. And let's see, how do I describe this? So the path just looks like like little stepping stones. Some look like they're ice. Some look like they're uh, green jello jiggler gems. 
Uh, some look like they're aquamarine blue gems. Some look like they're ruby red gems. And some look like they're, uh, what are those called? Uh, goldenrod gold gems. And they proceed in a serpentine way. So start and it goes to, so I'm looking at the upper left uh, quadrant of the board. And it says start, and it also, so the backdrop of the board is a map. It says, again, the Goonies 25th Anniversary Collector's Edition. Uh, but it also proceeds over some water uh, towards the end of the game. And then the escape thing also has, a like, a print of a ship, uh, like, a, like a little painting of a ship, uh, and the board doesn't like the map that the board like is the backdrop doesn't seem to have anything to do with Goonies. There is the uh, skull key thing on the right hand side of the board, and then there's a Jolly Roger, and there's some doubloons uh, spilled in the middle, and a couple of compass roses or whatever. And then there's uh, on the left hand side below the start, there's a thing with bars, and it says seven lockup and it kind of looks like a little uh old-fashioned jail uh then also spread about the board and i don't it doesn't look like there's any i mean i'm sure there's an algorithm but it doesn't look like one i could figure out is uh, uh different pictures of one-eyed willie with like so on a um on a space on a game space and it says six and or seven uh, or eight uh, below One-Eyed Willie. There also, it seems like there's a couple places. So let's see. So you start at the start, and then you go all the way to the right. You, yeah, we should count it. You're right. Uh, one, two, three, four. The fourth spot says six with One-Eyed Willie. Five, six. The sixth spot's a piece of ice. These are all green. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Also a one-eyed willy space. Then there's a 12 is a ice space. 13 is the aquamarine. 14, aquamarine. 15, 16 is aquamarine. It says one-eyed willy. 6, 17 is aquamarine. 18 is ice. 19, aquamarine. 20, one-eyed willy. 7, aquamarine. 21 and 22 are aquamarine. 23 is ice, and at 23, you can go left or right for three spaces that go to the exact same spot. Uh, but if we remember, two players can't, like, it would, wouldn't make any sense except that two players can't share the same spot. So I guess if you didn't want to knock your friend off the board, you could go left or right. That seems like it's going to cause some trouble, though. But if you go left, there's three spots, a green, a blue, and a red, and then it ends in a golden rod, one-eyed willy, it's seven. And if you take the left path, it goes red, Roy, G, Biv, uh, red, green, in like aquamarine, and ends at the same uh, one-eyed willy, seven. Uh, then the path splits three ways. All the paths are the same length. Uh, so the path to the left goes green, aquamarine, red, and then a, a, uh, one of One-Eyed Willie's friends, Chester Copperpot, uh, in a blackish brown. Uh, the center path goes Roy G. Biv, red, green, and then in like a blue, and then Chester Copperpot. And then the rightmost path goes uh, 
uh, aquamarini red and green jello jiggler to Chester Copper Pot. Uh, then there's an ice spot. Then our spots all turn to, so now we're over the water on ice. Then there's a ruby red spot, uh, regular. Then a ruby red chest, or ruby red Willy, what's his name? Willy Wonka, one-eyed Willy, eight. Then a ruby red, then a ruby red, then ice. And now we're back on land. Then another ruby red, another, then a one-eyed Willy, eight. And then two more ruby red spaces, then an uh, ice space. And then we're in the goldenrod zone in the home stretch. There's one, two. Uh, golden rods, then a third, that's a one-eyed willy eight, then another golden rod, then a ice, then a one-eyed willy nine, ten, eleven, twelve, like, uh, then there's four more uh, golden rods, then a ice, and then the end of the game, the escape. And, you know, I'm no game designer, so, oh, I just noticed on the map, it looks like this could be the Nile or the Mississippi like, uh, there seems to be some river with a lot of labeling on there. Uh, I think this took place in Maine, though. Um, the, the movie, right? In Augusta, Maine. Is it Portland, Maine? But looking over the board, I really don't have an idea of how to play. So I am going to have to read the instructions. So let's, let's do that. All right, so let's go through the uh, Goonies game instructions. I'll probably be doing some paraphrasing. All right, so it comes with five game pieces. Chunk, Mikey, Andy, Data, Mouth uh, with plastic stands, game board, 45 move cards. Is that how many? I thought I only counted, I thought I counted 44. Uh, rules insert, which is in my hand, 16 gold blooms, of which I counted for 10, and then three skull tokens. And you're like, Scoots, what's the setup? How do we get this game going? I'll tell you. This is what we'll do. We'll sit down. You know, obviously, we got to get a game place going. Then each player is going to pick it. It doesn't have, like, one of those ones, whoever's birthday is closer to make it easy. So each player picks a piece and places it on the place mark start. Uh, so that'll be another thing. I guess if it's 14 and up, you should be able to say, you know, not everybody's fighting over data. Or Miles, or I guess everybody has their own. Who would I be? Uh, Bran isn't an option. I mean, I'm, I would prefer Martha Plimpton. And also, would have been great if the game would like she was included so I'd know what her character's name was, but it didn't. You see, you'd be Mouth Scoots. I mean, no, I mean, I like Chunk a lot. I mean, if it can't be Martha Plimpton, probably Chunk or Lawrence, as the police officer refers to him. Okay, so let's see. Set up. Each player picks a place, puts them on start, shuffle the move deck, and place it by the board where all the players can reach it. That's respectful. And then form a discard pile for your move cards next to the deck. Okay, randomly, without looking, uh, place a skull token face down in each of the three skull spaces on the board. Uh, then each player draws three cards from the move deck. This is your hand. And then the youngest player goes first, so that's easy. So maybe the oldest player gets to pick the pieces first. Okay, on your turn, play a move card from your choice in your hand. Uh, so we'll have three move cards, and I assume those are the numbered cards or the card, the zero card with the like, uh, thing you can do on it. 
So it turns out those cards are kind of powerful. I like that you have a choice of three things to do instead of the randomness of the dice. Because then you could try to hold your move, you know, because obviously you don't want to, like, uh, there's a couple of calculations. You uh, you can knock players off the board, I believe. We'll find out. And then you also can hold these zero cards for strategic value for later in the game if you can. But then if you can't move, you have to play one, I guess. So play a move card. Uh, move your piece that many squares forward or backward. Wait a second. Whoa. Or backward on the board. Uh, check to see if you've landed on a trap space. Uh, see trap spaces below. Oh, that's interesting. And then end your turn by drawing move cards until you have three in your hand. So, okay, you finish up by drawing your cards. Okay, move cards. Your move, your hand's composed of three move cards. Each move card is, has a number on it. Zero, two, three. Four, five, or six. No ones. That's interesting. Uh, when you play a move card, move your piece in either direction. The number of spaces equal to the number on the move card you played. So that makes some of those roundabouts interesting because you could go around the circle. Like it's not just a, like since you. This is the first. This is the first time I've played one of these board, a board game where you can go back and forth in a while. So that's also interesting. Okay, when you play a move card and its color matches the color on the space of the board you started from, you can choose to move an additional space. Okay, interesting. So another layer of strategy of trying to use cards that match the space. If you're trying to get to the end fast, you can choose to move an additional space. Special move cards. There are nine special move cards that have no movement. Each of these special move cards has unique ability, as we read. Yeah, that might help you get ahead in the game. You could play a move card at any time. Uh, you can play a regular move card. If you play a special move card, it counts as your turn, even if you don't end up moving your piece. Special move cards count as zero when turned over for movement, uh, traps, or escape attempts from lockup. Okay, trap spaces. One-eyed William left many, like a, a tramp, oh, tramp spaces uh, to protect his treasure. Each tramp space has a number on it. When you land on that tramp space, flip over three cards from the top of the move deck and add the numbers up uh, on the cards you reveal. This number is your trap score. If your trap score is equal to, is greater than or equal to the number on the trap space, you solve the trap and you get a gold bloom as your reward. And you can move ahead to the nearest white crystal space. I thought those were ice. They're actually white crystals. And they even, they say white crystal spaces are the white spaces on the board that appear between the sets of colored spaces. If your trap score is lower than the number on the trap space, you must either lose a gold bloom or go to lockup uh, near the start space. Your choice. If you don't have a gold bloom to lose, you must place your piece in lockup. So this is interesting because these tramp spaces are essential to winning the game. Because as of thus far, the only way to acquire a gold bloom is to to deal with this. It's also randomized. Uh, if you can, add, I guess my my thing would be I'm, I'm really slow at adding. But considering that there's no one, it's two, three, four, five, six, you have a pretty good chance of winning, I think. I'm no mathematician. 
Okay, lockup. At the start of your turn, you're in lockup. You must, if you're in lockup, you must flip the top three cards of the move deck and add the numbers up revealed. If the total is seven or greater, you escape from lockup and you can uh, place your piece on the white crystal space behind the player who is in next last place. After three failed attempts, you escape on your next turn. So here's some advice. Keep your balloons and go to jail. Again, coming from someone that's never played the game, because you need the gold balloons to win. And again, it seems, unless I'm misunderstanding this, you flip three cards, you, okay. Flip three cards and add them together. It's got to be greater than seven. Let's just try this a few times and see if I beat seven out of three times. Okay, so I got a zero, a four, and a four. So first try, I escaped. Okay, next try, zero, two. Okay, not looking so great for this one, but, uh, and zero. So second try, I did not, uh, and I probably wouldn't have won on the space. Uh, third try, looking good, four. Six, that's ten. We're good. So two out of three. So I would say uh, go ahead and go to, you know, go. what do they call it? Lock up. This is kind of fun, huh? Okay, bumping players. When you land on a red, you blue, yellow, or green space that's already occupied, uh, you bump that player backwards, but only to the like, nearest white crystal space. Uh, those are safe zones that players cannot be bumped from. So crystal zones are safe zones, and if you get bumped, you go back to the crystal, not to lock up. That's what I would have thought, but uh, not the case. It doesn't say, does it say anywhere if the kid, two people can share lock up? I'm always like, in, you know, in these arguments about the games. You know, I know we're having this whole thing. Like, is there a Supreme Court of Games where they say, no, like, is there's too much, like, uh, there's too much room for interpretation sometimes. Okay, gold blooms. You win a duel to bloom every time you solve one of one-eyed Willie's traps. Uh, you can carry up to four gold to blooms at a time. If you land on a trap space, you can discard a gold to bloom instead of attempting to solve it. Uh, this does not count as solving it, so you won't get a gold to bloom as a reward, obviously, if you're giving it up. So it's interesting. Uh, at the end of the multicolored paths on the border is three skull spaces, one for each branch of the path. If during your move you land on or pass over a skull space, you must stop and reveal the skull token on the space. If the token says go back, move your place back to the goal nearest white crystal space. If the skull key is on the other side of the skull token, you immediately advance to the white crystal space on the other side of the skull spaces. At the end of your turn, regardless of the outcome, turn that skull token face down and shuffle it with the other two tokens and place the tokens randomly on the skull spaces without looking. So I, I'm interested, I mean, I find this game interesting as far as like the connect, like the just calculating, uh, getting the, the balloons. Uh, the winner of the game is the first player to reach escape space while holding at least, at least, that's interesting, I was wondering this. At least four gold blooms. So you could hold four. So once you get three gold blooms, start trying to go to the end. But if you get a chance to get one more, that'd be good. And that's actually the end of it. And so that's the actually the end of our unboxing is a game from a movie I love. Uh, 
then I might actually play it. I may play it with a 10-year-old. Don't tell anybody yet. Uh, or a 9-year-old that's about to be 10. But, uh, you know, don't tell anybody at the Great Gaming Commission. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it was really enlightening to me because this thing's been wrapped for probably six or seven years. Sorry, whoever gave it to me as a gift. Uh, I think it also came with a shirt, maybe. No, no, I have a Goonie shirt. I don't know if it came with a Goonie shirt. Uh, but anyway, good night.